No, I'm not gotta, saying Claypool is a guarantee. Remember, yeah. the, the Claypool thing is if Deontay doesn't work out, Claypool will be there. You want to hedge it? It is a hedge. It is a hedge. So you're okay hedging in tournament. But again, who are you going to take instead of that hedge? You're, you're literally any other player you're you taking. Take, you could take MVS. You could take Sky Moore. You could take. MVS's take value is going to start to increase when people realize he's the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs. I think people are just kind of. I do not think he's the number one. I think one people are still mm-hmm. kind of looking at the ambiguity I'm with you on there. Yeah, so, I don't think. But, I don't, but, but other all players. All those reports came out and basically nobody was healthy in camp. Okay. We're not talking about the Chiefs right now. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> other players that you're taking around where Claypool is taking, they literally have the same type of potential value as what I see in Claypool. And again, but Claypool is the only one that can hurt the value of Deontay on that same team. I don't think he hurts it. I don't think he hurts it at all. Because, okay, okay, look, okay, okay, so look, look, look like this. You draft Deontay in the fourth. Yeah. You don't draft Claypool. Somebody else drafts Claypool. Okay. If Claypool still goes off, he still... And what you're saying, hurting Deontay's value, right? Yeah. He's just on somebody else's team. So Instead that means of him you shouldn't being, have drafted Deontay then. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Right you now, don't know what's right now the value is Deontay's in the fourth, and that's it. So you live and die with Deontay, then is what you're saying? Like, no, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're if you're in a, if you're entering like a, a home league, mm-hmm. probably best you could you could definitely play it safe in that scenario. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a tournament, I'm not saying you can't win like that, and I'm not necessarily but, even saying it's a bad. But I can 100% see, and I think I lean with the side that if I'm taking Deontay and then drafting Claypool with the idea that I'm kind of hedging. But, no, no, mm-hmm. but, but, but I okay, I, 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 maybe I said that wrong. Maybe I didn't fully explain it. I'm not targeting Claypool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Claypool at value if he's there for me. Mm-hmm. If I see other players that I don't feel like has the same type of value as Claypool, I'm not going to skip Claypool just because they have Deontay and go with somebody else. I've done else. that with Diggs and Diggs. Right, right. Welcome to First of 15, the only podcast is trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, listen, we are drafting right now, but I want to talk about this concept of drafting two receivers on the same team. Uh, Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second. How do you guys see drafting Claypool and Deontay? Like, do you want to draft two players on the same team? How do you guys see that receiver room in general? Well, definitely not that team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you can, you know, it depends on how you're trying to make a, you know, how you're trying to build your team. Uh, obviously, in best ball, I think people are trying to come up with as many unique stacks as possible mm-hmm. to try and be different from the field. But I feel like the entire field is likely doing that. So I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, best ball. I couldn't uh, necessarily argue that. But uh, redraft, I think, is something that I would try to avoid uh, unless you're getting both players at cost and you feel comfortable starting them. Problem is, is that you know one player is catching the ball, the other player is not. So it's something that I definitely battle with. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it on offenses that I have a lot of confidence in, that I expect to, you know, score a lot of points. Mm -hmm. And so it's with the wide receiver, wide receiver combo or running back wide receiver combo. Uh, You know, and again, like value and where you're getting these guys, I think, is very important. So, you know, we'll talk about the Seattle wide receiver room after kind of discussing this. But, you know, this offense is not really something where I'm thinking like I want to be trying to get a lot of shares at, you know, 
a pretty significant cost, which is what I see. You know, mm-hmm. Deontay right now is going in the fourth round, and he can definitely, you know, pay off that uh, fourth round value. But I felt like what we've seen from him the last two years, which has been great, you know, we've always been Deontay guys here. We've been, a, you know, uh, very much in his camp uh, throughout the years, but we were getting him at value. You know, now you're having, you know, I remember starting the season off, we were you know, going in the early, you know, late third round, but he's still going in the fourth round now, and I don't think he's not going to lose you your tournament, but mm-hmm. like that early on in draft, I'm looking for guys who can, who have the potential to take that next step, and I just don't see that with them. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, so specifically talking about Deontay and Chase, I'm actually cool with taking both of them. Mm-hmm. Deontay, like you said, is take, being taken in the fourth. Yeah. Chase, on the other hand, is being taken like in the ninth to eleventh round. Mm-hmm. So where you're taking Chase, you're, you're actually taking him more of a depth piece than a starter. Um, and once you start talking about backups, you know, all bets are off in my, for me personally because yeah. it's like you're just you're, – you're having players that you're only going to utilize if necessary. You know, it's not somebody you're depending on. Um, specifically talking about Deontay first, um, he, I, I still like where he's going. I actually don't mind taking him in the fourth because he's a guy that, yes, he's always had Big Ben, but Big Ben was targeting him like crazy. And what do they say? What what is the the, the the phrase these days? Targets are are earned, you know. Mm-hmm. So so he was actually earning those targets. You know, yep. he's not the biggest on the he's not the biggest wide receiver they had. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I don't know if he's a fan. I think Chase Claypool was faster than him. Yet every wise. game he was the one that was leading the team in targets. You mm-hmm. know, I did hear. You know, I try not to put too much value on this, but I did hear he has been working out with Mitch Trubisky who, by the way, I believe is going to win the job and keep the job for a fair amount of time this season. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know he's already kind of trying to sow those seeds, like, hey, I'm your guy, mm-hmm. get me the ball. Now, the one concern we, we just can't ignore is, you know, he is in a situation where he's trying to get paid, and it sounds like the Steelers don't want to pay him market mm-hmm. value. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I do expect him back with the team. I don't think it's going to be – I mean, they're either going to pay him or they're not, but regardless, I think he's still going to end up with the team this year. You think the contract – year uh, phenomenon is something that's real here where he's going to maybe play harder, uh, show out, I don't try know. to earn that contract? I don't know because you can look at it the other way. He can say, you know, let me not go crazy because I want to make sure I'm healthy enough because that's why he wants to get the money. You know, that's why mm-hmm. he wants to get that guaranteed contract for in case there's an injury, he's still going to get paid while vice versa, if he gets injured right now, most likely nobody's going to pay him. Yeah. You know, that's always like, an interesting dynamic. Yeah, people kind of, always talk about that contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of like Michael Gallup situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Cowboys still paid him, but I think that was more of loyalty. I don't think another team would have paid him that much money. No, definitely you know? not. Even Juju, you mm-hmm. know, he was injured last year. He didn't get the type of contract I'm yeah. sure he won. He ended up just selling for a one-year Steelers deal. Steelers notoriously do not pay their wide receivers. Right, anyway. right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to pay him, so he's either going to have to yeah. deal with it or he's going to ship out. Which, hey, after the A-B debacle, they probably like, no, we, one time we break our <laughs> rules. <laughs> and people forget, yeah. before A-B, there was an issue with the Steelers with Mike Wallace. I don't think people remember mm-hmm. that. Flexible birth, yeah. San Antonio home. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can go on. They, they, uh, yeah. they say, look, if you start making a big deal about your money, we'll just yeah, ship you yeah. out. Yeah. We'll Ward go to the was, next guy. Yeah, Hans Ward, I guess, you know, he was... He played it cool, so he. he I want to. I want to even say Emmanuel Sanders had an issue with the money, which he is why he left he with the Broncos. He did. So, he did. He did. He um, did. Anyway, so Deontay I have no problem with. I feel like he's just so talented that, you know, they're gonna have to throw the ball somebody, especially if we don't expect them to be so, okay. a very good team this so year. So you're okay with them? And like back into the fourth, I think is probably like where I want to like grab him. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, I'd but, love to grab him as late as possible, but, but I have no problem taking him. Okay, so then the I'm, I'm gonna ask you, try to figure out where you at on him. 
Deontay or T Mac? Deontay. I'm gonna just stop right there. Ooh, that's a yeah. close one. That's right a close there. one. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. It is a close. I'll probably take T Mac the right next pick. Okay, okay. I got another one. Brandon Cooks or Deontay? Deontay. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. Okay, um, DJ Moore or Deontay? DJ. Yeah, yeah. But I've been DJ for a while. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittman or Deontay? Deontay. Ooh, I'm not as high on Pittman as. That's with, a little more okay. controversial. Okay. Than, I mean, what has Pittman uh, yeah. done? No, what, no, no. The, sure, the, the, yeah, the, the value of Pittman right now is the potential. Right. Yeah. We, he's right. The, theoretically the alpha guy there. Yeah. You know, if they got to upgrade on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. People yeah. can probably see. Him being Matt Ryan's Julio, you right. know, yeah. Matt Ryan always is, got a guy. That's the yeah. Thing. He has, yeah. he probably has a guy, yeah. but we just haven't seen Pittman do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. while we've seen Deontay do it not once but twice. Yeah, he's been doing it since he was a rookie. Yeah, you know, so his talent is there now. The only question mark for him is, does he have the quarterback that can get the ball in his hands? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, and we'll see what happens. But yeah. I, I feel like if he did, if we knew he did, he'd be going comfortably in the third. I feel like for Deontay to. And I don't want to use the term breakout, but to exceed his ADP. Because I think, again, when you're drafting guys in the fourth round, there's such a large tier. You're really trying to cherry pick the guy that can, like, exceed that ADP. Right. You know? Uh, and if it doesn't, again, that's not going to kill your team. But that's you know, ideally you're trying to, like, win at that posi- at the, in, in that round. Uh, the way he wins to me is by becoming more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know? So can Trubisky be a more efficient passer than Big Ben? You know, and that's, I think, a huge unknown because we haven't seen Trubisky in a, in a minute. And, you know, we heard the rumblings when he was with the Bills as a backup and how he's improved. And I think that's ultimately why he got the current job that he has currently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a big unknown. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you got the rookie, you know, you know, I would anticipate at some point he sees the field this year. You know, he may not. It depends I'm pretty on how sure he's going to see the field. Yeah, but, but, but just to finish my thought, uh, so that's how I feel about Deontay. For Claypool, because he's being taken so late, I don't mind taking him on the same team. I know some people might look at that as cannibalizing your players, but I kind of look at it a little differently. Again, I like to approach fantasy and just life in general as far as I may have strong opinions on a thing, but I also understand that there's a chance that I'm going to be wrong Mm -hmm. or I'm going to be off. So with the chance of me being wrong that Deontay is the guy, if he's not the guy, having Claypool right there on my bench is just almost an easy swap. Yeah. You know, like, it's like okay. a handcuff. Almost, yeah. almost. Yeah. A wide receiver handcuff. Yeah. Because somebody out of the two, I feel like one of them is going to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's kind of like, I mean. Well, you know, some people may argue, though, if you're entering into a large tournament that you don't want to play it safe that way. Right, right. But, but again, you're we're talking minimizing about. minimizing your. But we're talking about a player that's going so late. Who else would, who would I take instead of him? I mean, another, you stay late. It's like the ninth, tenth round. Right. You take another player where now you got Deontay because you believe in him. Mm-hmm. You took him where you believed him. And you yeah. take another player that you believe in. Right. It's almost but, like you're hedging. But, but the other players that you're going to take around the tenth round, they're no guarantee to give you value anyways. Neither is Claypool. No, but I'm not saying to... Claypool is a guarantee. Remember, yeah. the, the Claypool thing is if Deontay doesn't work out, Claypool will be there. You want it to hedge is, it is a hedge. It is a hedge. So you're but okay hedging in turn. But again, who are you going to take instead of that hedge? You're, you're Literally any other player you're you taking. Take, you could take MVS. You could take Sky Moore. You could take. MVS's value high is high. going to start to increase when people realize he's the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs. I think people are just kind of. Mm-hmm. I do not think he's the number one I think one people are still mm-hmm. kind of looking at the ambiguity I'm with you there. Yeah. So, I don't think. But, I don't, but, but other all players. All those reports came out and basically nobody was healthy in camp. Okay. We're not talking about the Chiefs right now. Other players that you're taking around where Claypool is taking. 
they literally have the same type of potential value as what I see in Claypool. And again, but Claypool is the only one that can hurt the value of Deontay on that same team. I don't think he hurts it. I don't think he hurts it up because okay, okay, look, okay, okay, okay. So look, look, look like this: you draft Deontay in the fourth. Yeah. You don't draft Claypool. Somebody else drafts Claypool. Okay. If Claypool still goes off, he's still, in what you're saying, hurting Deontay's value, right? Yeah. He's just on somebody else's team. So Instead that means of him you shouldn't being, have drafted Deontay then. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Right you now, don't know what's right now happen. the value is Deontay's in the fourth, and that's it. So you live and die with Deontay, then is what you're saying? Like, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're if you're in a if you're entering like a, a home league, mm-hmm. probably best you could you could definitely play it safe in that scenario. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a tournament, I'm not saying you can't win like that, and I'm not necessarily but, even saying it's a bad, but I can 100 percent see, and I think I lean with the side that if I'm taking Deontay and then drafting Claypool with the idea that I'm kind of hedging. But no, no, mm-hmm. but 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 I think okay, that I, hurts I, I, maybe I said that wrong. Maybe I didn't fully explain it. I'm not targeting Claypool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm taking Claypool at value if he's there for me. Mm-hmm. If I see other players that I don't feel like has the same type of value as Claypool, I'm not going to skip Claypool just because they have Deontay. I 100 agree. And go with somebody. I've done else. that with Diggs and D. De- right, Thielen, right. You know? if, if he's there and I feel like yeah. all the other options aren't as good, yeah. I'm going to take Claypool. Yeah, I start now, off. Now, now, as far as are there any teammates I'm targeting? No, like I. Maybe the Vikings, if I was targeting. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Definitely not the Dolphins. I think they're both going too high. Yeah. You literally are going to have to take those players in like back-to-back rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, Jefferson in the first and Thielen in what the What about Cup and Robinson? Seven. I would take both of them. Yeah. See, my, I, don't know, my, I might even target them. Yeah. I might target them. My issue mm. with that is that, like, again, and it all depends on the tournament, but in these large field tournaments, whether it's best ball or redraft, uh, actually, I should specifically say redraft, where you're looking at three weeks. Is it the NFFC, FFPC, FFWC? Like, when you're looking at three weeks of, you know, tallied points, if Claypool goes off one week, the likelihood that Deontay is also going off that week is diminished. Right. I agree. Know? And yeah. so now I, I get, you know, three weeks of tallied points, like, and they're kind of, and you're and you're starting both of them. But, now, but again, uh, that's the point. That's the yeah. point I'm trying to say. You're not drafting Claypool as your starter. Yeah. Now, but Cup and and Robinson, Robinson you probably would. would. Probably, and, and that's just a a preference thing right there. You yeah. start Cup and Robinson. First of all, first of all, first of all, let's let's first acknowledge the fact that Cup had such a historic season last year, yeah. right. and he's being ranked as the number one wide receiver. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of in an atmosphere of his own, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And just taking A-Rob is just really just more of the value. Like, I'm not going to take A-Rob in the fourth, mm-hmm. but he's going at that turn, so I might end up taking him in the fifth, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then it's an easy stack. And not to mention, they play the first game of the season, so but you're going to have best that ball, Thursday first look. Best ball or redraft? Where you... Would you you would take them both in best ball or you would take them both in redraft? I would probably take them both actually. In both, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. Yeah. Oh. For me, that's. I mean, I don't. You know. And again, I've done it. I've done it with Diggs or with Diggs. You know, you get them in the first round, obviously, and then seeing Thielen in the seventh, I can't pass up a Thielen in the seventh. Right. You know. Uh, and could it work out? Yeah. And I actually feel comfortable starting both of them. There aren't few instances where I feel that comfortable. I just. And I think if I go back and look at the game logs and try to figure out how many times Cup and Odell and Cup and Woods kind of, you know, went off at the same time or, yeah. you know, did very well what at the same time. What do you mean, Jefferson and uh, – No, Cup. No, Cup. <coughs> Cup and Woods before Woods got hurt. No, Cup and Odell. No, no. I, I mean, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Last year, yeah. think back to last year draft season. Yeah. Would you have, my, would you have 
passed up on Amari if you had CD because they were going literally. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I don't want. Yeah, because I just don't want to like have a player capping another player's upside, especially when it's that close. So if so, it's further apart in ADP, hmm. I think I'd be okay with. So it. when you were drafting, when you were drafting CD, you were basically making a bet, an internal bet, saying if I'm taking CD, Amari's not going to have a good season on this team. Okay. You know, and the way that you kind of brought in the idea that, like, I may not be right. I, I know I may not be right. So, that right. means on other teams, I'm going to take a mark. Right, right. I'm just saying yeah. because last year, yeah. I remember both of them were being taken. And I, I think they're high together. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're pl- there are teams where that could work out. Like, I feel like that could work out with the Ravens, you know, with Andrews and Bateman. I feel like it could work out with mm-hmm. Kansas City if you get Kelsey and whoever wide receiver you want to get because that Do wide receiver. Do you look receiver, at those type of tight ends almost like you look at a wide receiver? Oh, yeah, they're wide receivers to me. So, yeah. if, so if you're going to tell me you look at them the same way, then you're basically saying you're doing what you're saying you don't do. But that those are different. I'm saying there are very few situations where I feel like the offense can support two. Okay. Two so, so it depends on the offense. Starter. Yeah, so depends on the, the offense. offense. So I get, okay, so if that's the case. Because it, the, number, the, like the, 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 the uh, target tree has to be very narrow in mm-hmm. most cases. And then the offense needs to be good enough to support. So if that's the mm-hmm. case, I guess what then I'm saying is, to go out, to piggyback what you're saying yeah. is, I think the Rams offense is that good. Yeah. Or and, could potentially be that and good. And we've talked about this. I have serious concerns about the Rams offense. Yeah. And, and Matthew yeah. Stafford's elbow is like now, at the bottom of the list. Now, mm. uh, you want to talk about Stafford's elbow real quick before I finish nah, up the Steelers? Nah, okay. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Now, to go on the other guys they have on the team, mm-hmm. George Pickens, like you were saying, you don't know if they're going to give him clock. I think they will. Yeah. I think they tend to give all their rookie wide receivers. Think back to um, – I like him a lot. Who was that, that tall receiver they had, skinny? Just a few years ago, he got in trouble with the oh, law. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Ah, damn. He just couldn't. Right he just couldn't get yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But he would play as a rookie. He could, could get right. Could Deont- get right. Deontay right. played as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. AB played as a rookie. Yeah. They they play their wide receivers and, as rookies. And and real talk, I mean, they could just be like, you know what, like we know we're not signing Deontay. We know Bam. he wants a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we we know he wants a new deal. So we'll personally phase him out because yeah. Deontay could be as good as Deontay wants to be yeah. if he's not the first read in that offense especially with a quarterback like Trubisky or a rookie quarterback yeah. they go into their first read second read dump off yeah. like you know if they make Deontay the third read because they don't because they want to get Pickens more looks or they want to like feature Claypool more yeah. like we're all like it's one thing like and this is where like you know we always had this debate about talent versus situation this is where like you know the coaching staff and the team can really dictate situation. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you look back at last year, why weren't we on cup? Because we didn't know what that situation was. We didn't know what the head coach and what the OC had planned going into this year as having cup be the featured in that offense. Yeah. We didn't know, you know, at least some of us didn't know uh, that Debo was going to be featured the way he was, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, you know, had all these ideas, but we didn't know what the situation was. And so, and some of these instances, like, even though it may seem as clear as day, we may not necessarily know the situation, which is why I, I am, like, trying to get some Claypool shares gotcha. uh, as well. Got you. So, and just, just, to, just I remiss if I don't mention Calvin Austin as well. Yeah. He's a mm-hmm. small guy I think yeah. I mentioned before in the pod, but they drafted him in the fourth. Mm-hmm. You don't draft a player in the fourth with no intention yeah. of utilizing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Small as hell, but they must have some kind mm-hmm. of – and, for him. and Pat Fryermuth says he wants to catch, I don't know, whatever, a thousand yards or something like that. I think like he that. might get squeezed a little bit. He might mm-hmm. be, but they they have receiving options. And I really, again, going back to George Pickens, like that was probably like my favorite wide receiver in this draft. So, and Deontay's not someone who, you know, who's known to stay healthy. So he's like someone who's always on my radar as far as like, 
you know, that late bench stash because mm. that one week that Deontay gets hurt, you know, is, is a week where I may feel fairly comfortable putting him in my starting lineup, you know, depending on how he shows out the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's stay on receivers for a second because I want to talk about the Bears. They add Nikhil Harry this week. Now they got Darnell Mooney, Nikhil Harry. Is that an, is that evidence that Chicago feels better about Justin Fields coming into this training camp? Do you guys feel feel better about drafting Justin Fields, or no, are you still fading? No, Justin no, Fields? no, and no. I'm not fading Justin Fields, but <laughs> that has I, I feel like that had little to do with Justin Fields hmm. than anything else. It is a big body receiver, yeah. okay, and they and they kind of lack that. I personally feel like they brought him in, and I kind of mentioned that like as soon as the trade happened, mm-hmm. they brought him in because he's a good blocker. Like, if you recall back to that New England game where they played the Bills and they just yeah. kept running the ball and it was just run, they were running literally the exact same play. And the kill here was a big part Over. of, like, you know, you know, uh, cleaning up on that end. Like, I feel like that's me. And you look at, I think, uh, Pro Football Focus, someone put out a, a tweet, you know, about like, you know, the top rated. Uh, wide receivers, mm-hmm. and Nikhil Harry was at the you know near the top of that list. You know mm-hmm. who was number one? Robert Woods. You know mm-hmm. what team he went to? The Tim Titans. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to consider. You know they may not have just drafted him just to like catch passes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to block too a little bit. But uh, I feel like the Nikhil Harry situation had very little to do with it. Now, I do like who they brought in as the OC. Okay, mm-hmm. Getsy. And you know, kind of going back and looking what he did, at, you know, in college and looking at his influence. Uh, or how he was influenced in the NFL, you know, expecting more RPOs, expecting more play action. Uh, I feel like that caters more to Justin Fields' game. I think we all are aware or have heard that that playbook last year for the Bears was one that was made much more for who's the uh, Dalton and not Justin Fields. Okay, mm. uh, and so I think now you know you set your quarterback up by you know trying to you know establish a better run game. Uh, I think they brought in – I can't remember the guy's name, but, I, uh, you know, they bring in a new running game uh, 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 coach to, to help out uh, with, their, you know, the new run scheme. Uh, you have the OC, like we talked about, incorporating RPOs, incorporating play-action pass. I think these are all things that help out Justin Fields uh, as opposed to just kind of having him be this, you know, standard, uh, you know, drop-back quarterback. So um... – First of all, I, y'all know me. I'm not a believer in the Bears' offense this year. <laughs> I'm not even a believer in Justin Fields. Yeah, he can run, but he didn't even look like he really, really wanted to run last year. He, he almost looked like he wanted to prove to everybody he can be a pocket passer, which is fine. You know, but part of his fantasy allure is, is, his, is the way he can – his mobility, you know. Yeah. And we just didn't really see much of that. Now, a lot of that wasn't even game plan. Like, the coaches didn't really put him in position where he was mm-hmm. – like, they didn't put, have RPOs where he was yeah. actually sch- uh, schemed yeah. to run. But you're the college guy, right? He wasn't really a runner in college, per se, really right? He wasn't he really was, much I mean, of a runner, a, runner right? You know? He wasn't really much of a runner, but he could run. And he had a know? beautiful deep ball, which right. is a lot of things but, but, they did not but, incorporate last year. Right, right. But just the fact that he could run and he's a rookie, you yeah. know, usually rookies that have the capability of running, they start off by running more so because they're trying to just make plays, you know, because they're trying to learn it as, they, as you know, they go through the progressions. Mm-hmm. Um, but – as far as Nikhil Harry specifically, I'm not too confident he's even going to make the team. Yeah. Um, they mm. they traded a 2024 seventh, mm-hmm. which is like the lowest. Other than it might even be conditional. If it was conditional, it'd be even lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's literally like they just gave him just nothing, 
for the Pats to just give it to him. And remember, the reports prior to the trade the day before was the Pats were going to release him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we even heard even a year ago, or maybe even a trade deadline, the Pats had him on the block. So mm-hmm. the guy had been available. It's not like he's just all yeah. of a sudden teams yeah. were like, oh, we didn't know we could get Harry. Let's call the Pats. No, the Pats had literally been trying to get rid of this guy, had no takers, said we're going to finally release him. And the Bears like, here, take this. 24-7, they just give it to him, give yeah. it to him. You know what it does say, though, that the Bears are actively looking for wide receiver help. I don't know. I don't know I if mean, I want to say that because who, – Who's because actively trading for Nikhil Harry? But, to me, but that again, tells the, me that – What they, what they I mean, gave up is – We don't is, like necessarily what's going on here. We're not that confident but, in what's but going what on they gave up so is, is trying to bring so in minimal bodies. to me. Yeah. Like I think they, they may bring in like, more. I, yeah. I, think, I think more so it was them just bringing just somebody, just see – take a look. It was a take a look trade, like – Let's see what he's like. If he's good, cool. If he's not good, we didn't give up much anyways. Why even give up anything? Because like, why even give up anything? Know, because if they release him, he was gonna go through waivers. Yeah, I don't know. He had to go why. through waivers, another team can claim him. By giving up that seven that that twenty four seven, you actually yeah. have his rights immediately. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe if you're saying that he is a a wideout who is a run block specialist. Maybe this is their commitment to the run. And that no, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, I heard y'all say that. And y'all could think that. I just think, I think they literally just want to take a look. And he, if he doesn't show enough, they'll cut him. Mm-hmm. I, I really, and if I was to put my money on it right now, I think he's not going to be on the roster Man, day just one. Just draft Darnell Moody. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, don't draft like, Darnell you're, you're Moody. Like, <laughs> you're not mentioning the other guys they have. They I don't, do have the other, other guys I don't even there. care about the other guys. They got the rookie. I who I'm, I do care about the rookie. I do care about the rookie. <laughs> anyway, they got the rookie from Tennessee, <laughs> a burner, blazing yeah. speed. You know, But he's not just a burner. People keep talking about him as he's just this deep threat guy. Man, think of this guy. I didn't say deep threat. I, just I know, I know. I'm not talking about okay. you. I'm not talking about you. But every time I hear people mention Beelis Jones, they talk about him as, oh, he's just a, a deep threat guy or a nine mm-hmm. guy. No, this is a guy that, like, potentially you could line up in the background. He was, like, a return specialist. I think he played running back at one point. Remember, he was a transfer to Tennessee. So that, and that, I think that part, you know, played a role into why he was a late breakout. But he's kind of like a bigger body guy, too, as well. Like, he's mm-hmm. an athlete. I'm not saying he's Debo, but he's an athlete, okay? Yeah. So, like, you can use him in a lot of different ways. So they got Velas. Yeah. They have Byron Pringle, yeah. who I actually think might be the starter at the moment. They mm-hmm. brought him in from the Chiefs. Yeah. He's, I think Pringle is maybe 28 years old now, so he's not too, too young. Um, but they gave him a fairly okay contract. Byron mm-hmm. Pringle is going to be on their team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I think he got in trouble with the law recently. Yes, um, he did. So we'll see what comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they have guys there. And maybe um, that went into the trade too. Like maybe, maybe. they, maybe because you know sometimes how the the NFL will, the, the will thing let about, the teams know, tip the teams off. The thing okay, about hey, it is, this guy is getting suspended for the, X amount of games. The, the thing about the trade though is Harry has done nothing in the league. Yeah, he's just a name from from college draft time. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if you take away his draft uh, profile, right. he was ranked mm-hmm. number three as the the number three blocking wide receiver. In 2021, you can't say he's done nothing. They need a convertible tight end. He can back up. He, he can back up commit. But yeah. if, if you just literally uh, ignore the draft profile, yeah. he literally has done nothing in the league for you to be excited about him joining your team. Now, who's to say he might be? Able, it, I, I kind of look at it like he's like a, a Laquan Treadwell. Remember Laquan mm, Treadwell? He's worse than Laquan Treadwell. He, Laquan Treadwell was drafted in the first round with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did nothing. Yeah. He went to another team, did nothing. They cut him, and then yeah. he ended, ended with the Jags last year. Mm-hmm. He did a little something, yeah, but a little bit. you know now he's at the he bottom. He had them ghost weeks where he's like, oh wait, okay, two yeah. weeks through, 
Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to put you yeah. in my starting lineup now. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. So, uh, now you want to go ghost. <laughs> now, if they do decide to run the ball more yeah. with them, I mean, cool. I mean, that's great or whatever. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I'm not excited. I don't think... I don't think it helps Justin Fields much at all. Mm-hmm. The guy can't separate. Yeah. You know, I, he's not super but fast. See, I, I think it does. I think if you can establish a run, okay, and teams have to honor the run, that then opens up play action pass. But then, I think but you then can if you do play RPO. action, you got to take him out the field and bring in a receiver that can catch the ball. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> here, block for these two up. runs real quick. All right, get, get back out here. Get, back. Bigger, like, <laughs> get in there, Pringle. Come on. <laughs> Nikhil here, like, I can, no. I, can, I can stay here, coach. No, no, no. Come on now. Come sit next to me. Come sit next to me. Can't get right. Can't get right. Come on. <laughs> Let's talk about oh. the Jets, guys. Let's talk about the Jets. So okay. last year, the Jets draft Elijah Moore. They still have Corey Davis. And then they draft Garrett Wilson. Braxton Berrios. Braxton, don't forget about Braxton. They still got Braxton Berrios. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson is coming back for a sophomore season in the league. Let's talk about the Jets for a second. How do you guys feel about the Jets? Do you think... Zach Wilson takes that leap. How do you guys feel about that receiver room? Oh uh, man, I have no clue. Like literally <laughs> zero, zero. I don't. I mean, I like I. I you know, yes, Elijah Moore is great. I yeah. think the way people talk about him, they talk about him like he Antonio Brown. I, they I really, really do. do. They really yeah. talk about him like he, and he's good. But I went back and like watched, you know, watched all of this kind of twenty twenty one, and I was like impressed, but I wasn't like overly impressed. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is like the second coming. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the way that they use him, uh, his skill set was very smart. He was like, you know, they schemed him open. You know, he was very savvy in terms of like finding, you know, uh, you know, open spaces and zones. Uh, you know, he he moved very well with his quarterback on broken plays. And he can catch the ball, and he's good after the catch. So, you know, he's a great player. I just don't know how they're going to use and deploy these players. Mm-hmm. I understand that they spent a first-round pick on Garrett Wilson. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. And I and I and we talked about Garrett Wilson. Like, we wanted him to come to Houston. He was like one or two. Yeah, he was like one or two. Like, they were going back and forth. But I can't ignore the fact that, like, Corey Davis and Zach Wilson, like, really hit it off. I can't ignore the fact that they still owe Corey Davis a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. I can't ignore the fact that Corey Davis is a good blocker. Uh, I can't ignore the fact that Corey Davis uh, built or had rapport with Zach Wilson last year, you know. He's also the vet. And and he's a vet. And, you know, Elijah Moore wasn't really balling out when he was playing with Zach Wilson, if I can recall. I want to say that was with uh, Johnson, my boy Johnson. Or Mike White. Or Mike White, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember one of them. Flacco, maybe? Flacco was maybe on that Flacco. team, too, right? I mean, like, basically I also forgot that. somebody else, else as well. Denzel Mims? No, but your boy Tyler Conklin is also there, too. Tyler Conklin. Yeah. And we've heard yeah, him in here a lot of things about him yeah. as a reception. Yeah. So, like, Uzoma and Tyler Conklin. Yeah, yeah. so, like I, like, I don't know. So, like... You know, I see Elijah Moore at times going to six, and I can't say that that's wrong because I don't know how they're going to use him. Mm-hmm. It could work out. Like, like but, you, you know he has the talent. You just don't know if he has the role. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, why do you, like, so do I really want to draft him in the sixth round knowing that they spent a first-round pick on oh, Garrett Wilson? Yeah. And yeah. then knowing that they have a vet in Corey Davis. And I, you know, like, basically, you go watch the film from last year, or the tape from last year. Yeah. I'm not a Corey Davis fan. Mm-hmm. But I can't ignore, like, you know, how Zach Wilson looked his way. And don't ignore, I mean, I, I'm going to keep saying it. Braxton, Braxton Berrios, he yeah, had a good end of the yeah. season last year. So, I think they re-upped him. Yeah. And I saw a picture today. Yeah. Where Barrios is like bear hugging Zach yeah. Wilson mm. and, and practice, you know they're practicing off yeah. to, in Idaho or something like that. Yeah. So they're building that rapport, you know. Yeah. So. You know, you know my, you know my answer, and I'll, I'll let Dale kind of take it. 
My answer is draft the cheapest guy, mm-hmm. which is either Wilson or Corey Davis. And I do have a couple of Corey Davis shares because it's an easy 20th round pick. Yeah. And, like, I watched that first game. Is he on the field for the majority of the snaps, you know, in, you know, you know 12, 21 personnel, you know, three wide receiver sets? Okay, great. I'm keeping him. No, Gary Wilson's coming in. I drop him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, that's, it's that simple. But the real answer is, like, I'm probably, you know, for the most part, fading, you know, Elijah Moore just given where he's going. And if I want, if I if I'm betting on the passing offense being better, or there being a legit passing threat, and this passing game improving, I'm really going to Brees Hall. Like I'm mm. really going to Brees Hall because that tells me that if they can pass, they've been able to establish a run. And I think this is a team that I think they lost their identity last year because of how bad their offense was, or how mm-hmm. bad the offensive line was, how bad the offense was, how bad the defense was, and they were just kind of forced into what they did last year. Mm-hmm. I think this team, you know, has spent and invested some money in the offensive line. They really want to establish a run. They spent this draft capital on Brees Hall. And so if the, if the pass game is taken off and may be, like, hard to figure out week to week, if that succeeds, then to me that means the, the run game is going to succeed because – it's likely the run game is going to be more effective, but then also Brees Hall is going to be more, uh, more you know, uh, scoring opportunities, mm. and it's going to be easier for them to like kind of dump it off because people have to you know pay more attention to these wide receivers. So I don't have a lot of Brees Hall right now, but that's a player that like I've like kind of come around to because I'm just sort of kind of seeing all this play out and understanding how little Michael Carter Williams. Played last, <laughs> played last year on third down. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll let you take the the rest of that. I mean, for me, I kind of mimic similar things that you were saying. I, I'm big Garrett Wilson guy. I think Garrett Wilson's actually the most talented wide receiver on the team right now. Yeah, um, agreed. He's a rookie, you know, so he's gonna have his growing pains. But once he kind of gets into the swing of things, he's gonna take that the job of being the main target. In my opinion, I mean, you don't have. I mean, you just name the names. They got Corey Davis. They have Elijah Moore. They have a uh, Braxton Barris, and they still were like, you know what? And Denzel Mills. And Tyler Conklin. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were but, still like, you But know. here's the thing, though. In the draft that we just we just did, Garrett Wilson went in the ninth round. Like, how do you feel about him going in the ninth round? Well, he's going late because I don't think people really understand what's going on there right now. Yeah. I really, you think I, that's I think late for that Garrett simple. Wilson? That's an upside pick. Uh, I don't know if it's yeah, late. It's, yeah. it's an upside pick because yeah, you don't know. He hasn't done anything. He's yet. a first round wide receiver. Hmm, yeah, first right. round wide receiver. Like you can't discount that. So you and again, this kind of goes back to like he has the talent, and if you hit on the situation, mm-hmm. meaning that okay, we went after him in the first round. We want him to be our be true ex receiver or yeah. just mm-hmm. a focal point in our offense, the first yeah. read in our offense. And this is, these are things that we are not privy, privy to. Yeah. These are things yeah. that we do not and, know. And, and Let's not forget, they were also the other team that was trying to get Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like, they yeah. wanted another wide receiver there. Yeah. Like, they didn't, they didn't have any intention this summer of saying we want Elijah Moore to be our main guy. Yeah. Because they were going to give up everything to get Hill. And then on top of that, leading up to the draft, there was rumors they were going to give up everything to get Debo. Yeah. What was Elijah Moore's um, AD, draft? Or, yeah, draft uh, he, was a, he was a second, second round pick. pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So second round pick. He was pre- taken was fairly round. high, but still yeah. taking that high, and you still are trying to bring an alpha guy in. I'm thinking, yeah, and and, I, and and you keep bringing up that point of like they wanted to get Debo, and I keep going back to this, you know, overall arching theme of 2022. NFL is constantly changing, constantly evolving. How can we try to figure out what is going to happen in the new NFL? It's to some degree a copycat league. 
what worked last year, that Debo role worked very well last year. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that some offenses aren't going to try to copy it. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. easiest thing is to like start off with you know the disciples of Shanahan. You look in Miami. You look with the Jets. Okay. You look with the you know the Bears, which is why I kind of have. You just talking about the, the the, these teams are looking for a player to fit that. Yeah, role. yeah. But remember yeah. with Debo, and you know this is rumors. We don't know exactly what ex actually played out, but yeah. the rumor was Debo didn't want to play as much of that running back role. Right. Guess what? Right. You're a rookie trying to earn a contract. They're gonna you're gonna play whatever role they tell you. To Debo? Play. No, no, I'm talking about the other guys. Right. I'm just saying if they were to bring Debo, the Jets that they were, have brought Debo, oh, in, gotcha, I don't gotcha. know if he would have stayed gotcha. still play gotcha. that running back role as much. Gotcha. Do you yeah. think that a team like the Jets are gonna like have a receiver in the backfield when they have Brees, when they have Michael Carter? Well, this is all Williams, before they, they, they draft the Brees. Right, but even then, like what that offers you is from a formation standpoint. You know, you have a defense in a certain type of look, and you want to yeah. attack that. Like, you know, say you like, you know, you got two wide receiver sets, and then you like line up your wide receiver in the backfield. Like that, you know, that big motion them out. Yeah, you can, you can do yeah. a lot of different things with that. And now you got them going against big linebackers who can't like catch the edge, and he's just like yeah. running right by him. So. There's a lot. There's a lot that I think you can do with that. And teams will, you know, defenses may figure it out. But like again, you know, who knows? So, so just to land the plane with Elijah Moore a little bit, I, I think the reasons ADP is so high. I, I do believe there's Elijah Moore truthers. Yeah, mm -hmm. like they just love Elijah Moore. They don't really care about the situation as much because they just believe in the talent. Yeah, which is yeah. there. You know, I remember draft night when he got drafted. Him having a phone call with AJ Brown and AJ Brown saying he was actually the best wide receiver. Oh, he was crying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. AJ Brown's so, a weird cat. It's something that, but but still, the guy's not a big. <laughs> he's not a big right? guy. <laughs> he, is, he, is. He, he doesn't have the prototypical alpha wide receiver size. Yeah, you know. Um, and I'm just not ready to just say the Jets' offense is going to be this juggernaut or even that great yet. Like no. I'm not. I'm not there yet. You know. Yeah, no. they have these pieces. Yeah. They have, you know, they're, they're building something. And they got to play the Dolphins twice. They got to play the Bills, Bills twice. Yeah. They got to play mm -hmm. the Patriots twice. I mean, yeah. it's exciting, but they haven't done it yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. I want to say they have the hardest, like, uh, or one of the toughest schedule when you look at the, like, a wide receiver. Yeah. And granted, it depends on, like, cornerback and, and a lot of other things. But still, just like, you know, at face value, like, it's not the easiest, you know, matchup. Yeah. That they right, face. right. And, yeah, I know a lot of people look at fantasy like they're trying to get ahead of the curve, like, yeah. find the breakthroughs before they happen. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but sometimes sometimes people tell themselves this narrative where they just tell it to themselves so long that they just believe it and it just it's fact. Yeah. You know, and again, Zach Wilson had, had um, growing pains last year. Shout out to Zach Wilson, though, for real. <laughs> yeah, real talk, real talk. You, you know what we're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, if Zach Wilson Goes doesn't... All go no. <laughs> if, if Zach Wilson doesn't take that step forward... They don't matter who the wide receivers are. They're all yeah. going to have issues. So, yeah. uh, I think Elijah Moore is going way too high. But I know his ADP is not going to drop because you're always going to have that truther. Yeah. You know. Gary Wilson, I like. Again, he was my number one ranked uh, rookie wide receiver. Once he figures out the speed of the game, hmm. I mean, he could play inside, man, outside. Man, he's so damn smooth. Yeah. He's so damn smooth, man. And, and he so goes up. Smooth, he knows how to attack the ball in yeah. the air. Like, he, he's going to be the guy eventually, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm probably biased with this, so. Um, but again, I just want to once again reiterate, like he's a best ball guy, but Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Like the end of the season last year, I was actually starting him in some of my lineups and he was coming through. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. surprisingly, the small little white guy, but yeah. I just said, slot, slot roll, yeah. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. And by the end of the game, I got like two touchdowns or something. So they paid him, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they gave him a big bag, but, but they, they paid, paid him. him. Yeah, they paid him. Yeah. yeah so, paid. so I want to like flip this question a little bit. I want to talk about the Jags receiving room right now. So they got Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, uh, Lavishka, Shenault. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I have no idea. That's my victory lap on Biscuit Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> That's my victory lap. Yes, go check the tape. But the victory lap on Biscuit Chanel. But, but wait, not, before, right? before you take okay. a victory yeah. lap, Let the, whole, victory the lap. whole Jaguars <laughs> offense hey, was hey, crap hey, last year. Hey. Did he do anything last year? Was he the number one wide receiver on the team? Was he the number two? All right, all right, was all right. he the number three? All right. Bro wasn't even the number four wide receiver. Oh, no, but the whole Jaguars offense hey, was how trash. many receptions were, and not one touchdown? Come I, on now. I the whole it. Jaguars <laughs> offense was trash, though. And Laquan Treadwell. You forgot to mention some names, Laquan though. Laquan Treadwell. I can't, can't get right yeah. came in and, forgot, and, and outproduced him. You forgot, uh, I mean, again, the offense was trash. I mean, you literally could throw out Hall of last year. Uh, don't forget Jamal Agner. Jamal Agner? Jamal Agner. He looked nice last year. Is he still on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was the best wide receiver for some games last year. He got hurt. Like, uh, like hurt for the season. They also brought in Evan Ingram from the Giants as well. And, but, and they also had Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. They got Dan Arnold. But my question here with that receiving group is who's the odd man out, right? Like, who who probably won't be on this roster? How many wide receivers did you just name? I just named five. They all make it. So, they all make it? This is the thing first. Before you even get to the wide receivers, first start off with the head coach. Mm-hmm. Who is the head coach? Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's likely that his offense is going to look something like it did in Philadelphia. He could change some things. But, you know, maybe it was personnel-based. But he used his tight ends a lot. Okay. So, I'm kind of starting off there. Why do you think there. that, though? Wait, wait, wait. Why do you think that he's going to... Duplicate what wasn't successful. It was successful. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he then, won. A, he won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz and uh, Nick Foles. Foles. Nick yeah. Foles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like he right. he won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. I would say I would say that that was successful. And they uh, had winning okay. seasons. Right. And they had, they were but su- the next year know. it wasn't successful. They fired him. Right. Or yeah. maybe two years later. Okay, but two I years mean, later they fired him. You know these head coaches. How many times do they come in and just actually innovate and do something different? It's not very often. Usually they have a scheme and they run with that scheme. The only reason I'm bringing this up, okay, mm-hmm. is for two reasons, okay? Uh, this is not my idea. I got to give the credit to Stephen Malk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought up the idea that, okay, you know, could we be looking at a Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin type situation? Uh, when it comes to Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold. If for the very fact, because if you go back and look at Dan Arnold's uh, mm-hmm. before he got hurt last year, you look at his game log, it's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Evan Ingram, even in the best situations, fail and fall on his face. Right. And we know that Dan Arnold is not a blocking tight end. In fact, mm-hmm. I think he was like a converted wide receiver. So if it is somewhat like the previous you know, regime where they use two tight ends, and one is particularly a receiving tight end, and the, the other is a more blocking tight end, still gets his receiving. You know, you could be looking at a situation where maybe it's not Evan Ingram, maybe it's Dalton Schultz. Hmm. Or sorry, maybe it's, uh, it's Dan Arnold. But, but the importance of that when it comes to talking about the wide receivers is that if the tight ends are going to be a significant, you know, uh, uh, you know, take up significant targets in this offense, mm-hmm. that means that we can't be looking at two or three wide, viable wide receivers. You know, maybe it's really only one viable receiver that you feel comfortable starting. And then mm-hmm. it's trying to figure out who that is. Hmm. So, first of all, I don't think any of the wide receivers are viable. 
Nor do I, nor do I. <laughs> right. Yeah. But when you said they could possibly be like a Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin scenario, Dalton Schultz only became a thing once Blake Jarwin got hurt. They weren't playing together. He was healthy. When no, he came Blake, back to start the season, he, they were both healthy. But remember, when the, two years ago, Blake Jarwin had just got a contract extension. He was the main guy. He got hurt like game two. And, and when then they, Schultz became a thing the rest of the season. Then the next year, he was coming off of that ACL. And, and, one, and he got hurt one was again. casted away. And he got hurt again. Okay, That's but, what I'm saying. So it was really – the Cowboys weren't utilizing two tight ends. It was just that Schultz was the healthier and the more No, they were. they were. They were utilizing two tight ends, and Schultz was the receiving tight end more so whenever well, they were well, both healthy and playing. But the, that's what I'm saying. Jarwin was never really healthy. Jar, when Jarwin, he was healthy at one point in the season. He was, at, at one point in the season, he was healthy. But he was coming off of the ACL. That's what I'm saying. He was still, he was still kind of yeah. coming off that major injury. But people were drafting. And, they, then he, and then he got hurt again because the, people were expecting him to get yeah, the, the that I, roll back. Yeah, the idea is that there's two tight ends there, and we're kind of all focused on now, one okay, tight so, end. Okay, so, so let's talk. Oh, so talking about the Jaguars' tight ends, yeah. I don't think Dan Arnold is going to be much of anything. I mean, keep he in mind, not be. He, he was not he be. was traded for by the previous regime. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't traded for by Doug Peterson and them. Doug Peterson and them, on the contrary, actually went out and sought out Evan Ingram and but gave him a pretty good. They used two tight ends. In previous years, they've used two no, tight but, ends. But, but, but even if they used two tight ends, specifically talking about Dan Arnold, they didn't bring in Dan Arnold. They were they uh, they were basically adopted or whatever the word is. They they gained Dan Arnold from the previous regime. Yeah, but they I have could, no true connection. But I could argue they didn't bring in ETN. I could argue they didn't bring in Trevor Lawrence. Right. I can argue they didn't bring but, 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 in all their but wide the receivers. But the difference is they Harris. did bring in Evan Ingram. Because they needed another tight end. So they were going to bring in somebody they, they have other They have other tight ends on the roster. But they think wanted about a receiving way, tight end. But also think about it this way. Arizona had Dan Arnold. And then traded Dan Arnold away, and then went after. No, a guy. they they didn't sign him. Well, I mean, well, they, well they're still letting because he can't block, right? But then they went. Then no, no, no. And here, they got here's what really happened. That. Here's what, here's what happened. Yeah. The Panthers wanted sought out Dan Arnold, who was still a free agent. Mm-hmm. They got him on the team. Remember that thing mm-hmm. they put on Twitter yeah. with mm-hmm. the whole thing about them calling his agent. They got him on the team. That's when we thought he was going to be the guy. They still had the other tight ends, um, Ian Thomas, and then they drafted the tight Tommy end. Tommy Tremel. Tremel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tremel had that one game uh, Thursday night against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Then literally the next week, that, that they are, traded Dan that, Arnold away to the Jazz. They didn't trade him away because of that. They traded him away because of what they because, got. I didn't say it's because. I'm they, just saying. They traded him away because of what they got. I, I'm just they saying. They were trading for a, a cornerback. Right. I didn't say. He was part I, of I'm the trade I'm not saying deal. why they traded him. Yeah. All I'm saying is they traded him away like week five. You know, and they traded him to the Jaguars, who, yeah. who needed a tight end. Oh, uh, but again, I, I think them going after Evan Ingram and Evan Ingram still is talented. He's just he's had his, injury what's concerns. His contract? his contract is like not even like it's. I want to say it's eight million. I may be. Yeah, I may it's, be. so it's basically like it's, it's not it's not necessarily like the, all I'm saying. All that's I'm pretty saying, good though. All I'm saying is that like the, Dan Arnold has produced. Okay, I don't think Dan Arnold is good. Like you I know can, you, you can, think I, I know you think he's good. I didn't say he's good. I say he's a good receiver. He's a good receiving tight end. He just can't that. block. He's a better receiving tight end How than Evan Ingram. Been on Evan Ingram. Four, team, four teams in five years. Thank Go you. look at Thank Evan you. Ingram's yak. Go look at Evan Ingram's drop rate. I guarantee you Dan Arnold is a better receiving tight end today than Evan Ingram is. I don't, I don't People know how keep you thinking about Evan though. Ingram as, you know, when he came out of when he came out of college. But ever since he's been in the pros, he has been an absolute disappointment, and it has not been all due to injuries. 
I'm not I, saying I, that I Danny think, Arnold I, I don't think way you're above. Who's I'm saying better. it's close enough to for us to like the idea that we're just automatically like giving Evan Ingram a guy who mm. could not get but, a second but, but contract. Again, you got you can't ignore you can't ignore that. Okay. The Jaguars didn't lose a tight end this offseason. Like they didn't, but they the, didn't have the, to replace anybody. Were terrible. They so, so what I'm saying is, because they didn't have to replace anybody, that's not they true. They could have went. That's not who true. Who did they lose? You can't say because oh we got we like to use two tight ends, so we're just gonna roll with whatever. But, we but got I'm here. saying, but but my comment was they didn't replace. They're not replacing anybody. They didn't lose anybody. Okay, but what if they, if what they have is subpar? Like who do they have? Dan Arnold, he's so outside far. Of, outside of right, exactly. Yeah. Outside of, no, 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 so no. Dan Arnold being so far. But if they use two tight ends and one is probably, but we, the but we can't even who, guarantee. Who else the, they, who but else we can't. But we can't guarantee they're going to use two tight okay, ends. Okay, but who else do they have? They have the backups. But who are the backups? What, 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 who are the backups? The same backups they had last year. Name them. I didn't know who they were last exactly. year. Exactly. So then you but, can't. But, so then, but listen, if you're let me let me finish what I'm saying. Let me finish what I'm saying. Because we can't name the backups. We don't know they're going to be a two tight end team. You're saying that because. But why do people like Evan Ingram? Why do people think oh Evan Ingram? We know that he's but, but, sucked but every I'm, year, but, I, but, but why do we it. think he's going to be good this year? But I'm stating because it. Because of the offense, right? But I'm stating it. They went out and, and brought in Evan Ingram. On an a a $8, mil, $8 million That's contract. That's a pretty good contract. It's, a, it's an okay contract. It's, still, it's, still, it's an okay it's, they contract. They still went out a new regime. It's a one-year deal, I believe. A new regime still. It's a one-year deal. That's not, it's not a good know. contract. What's the guaranteed on that? I stand with Daya on this one. Listen. He's okay. not going to Dan Arnold's best season is, He's trash. She went with the Saints, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Jets, and I guarantee you know. You know what? You know who whatever his contract you know who was trash before twenty twenty one. Dalton Schultz. Go look. At, <laughs> go look at his stats before twenty twenty one. Fair yeah, enough. He, you know, he, like he, I, I'm, he, just but, saying, but I'm just Schultz saying. Was, what, what I'm but saying. But Dalton Schultz wasn't getting clock. What he was I'm a backup, saying, and he's I'm young saying. too. What? So when go look at Dan Arnold when he was healthy with the Jags. Just pull up his game log with the Jags. This fourteen. And then you tell me with that. Right, right. His fourteen. No, go pull, pull up his game log with the Jags. What I'm right, saying I'll is that it, it is mm-hmm. close enough. I think you're trying look, to convince yourself on Dan. Arnold. I'm not. That's look, fine, but you really this, are. This, this is you an really e- this are. is an you easy thing to do. Use. Compare Evan Ingram stats to Dan Arnold stats last year when he was healthy, and then you tell me that there's this big difference as far as like receiving tight end. Go I'm ahead just, and look at his stats with the. Go ahead and pull them out. In the I mean, tight end premium, see, see, see how they. I mean, what is it? I'm not going to waste my time. I mean, he had 324 oh. yards. No, no, no. On pull up the game yards. logs. Pull it, because what you're looking at is overall stats. You don't realize that he was hurt for the majority of the season. And he played in Carolina, who does not use the tight ends at all. The Carolina, that regime, that, that coaching staff does not use the tight ends in the passing game. Okay. So you cannot utilize that as like, okay, you know, okay. he didn't do anything with the tight ends. Look at the Jaguars. Look, I mean, what do you I look mean at the Jaguars? again, that's fine if you if you believe in, in Dan Arnold, but it's just all why, the why side, you got phrase it like side. that because <laughs> you are you believe in Dan Arnold? What? No, I'm using your whole theory about like there are certain things that we don't know and we can make assumption and it is no, wait, within. Wait. The, it don't is very say you're well, using my anything. Yeah, this, it is. It is no well. Type of, it is well within no type the realm of connection to what you're saying about Dan. It Arnold. is well within the realm of possibility that Dan Arnold outproduces Evan Ingram next year. Because Evan, because Dan Arnold outproduced Evan Ingram when he was with the Giants. I don't see it at all, and I can repeat what I've been saying, but that's just being a dead horse. Yeah. But I don't like. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Arnold didn't make because the team. they brought him in for like a one year contract for eight million. I mean, I'd just be surprised Dan Arnold didn't make the team. He there's okay. there's nothing significant about Dan Arnold. He he I, I, he might have signed a two year contract with the Panthers. He's a which receiver. Is my, He's a receiver. Why he be on the team? But I think once that contract is up, Chris off quiet over there because he's looking at the game laws and realizing that it's a little bit better than what he thought. No, no, it really isn't. It really isn't. Listen, he didn't score a single touchdown. He never had a hundred yard game. He played with the Jets. He played for the Jets. All right. what, what, we, we talk about. He's he, he he throwing all these excuses. What, tight end premium. 
Read the game logs. Right. Read the game logs. Read right. the game logs. All right, all right, all right. All right. Anyway, Listen. can I finish what I was saying about the Jaguars Recep- receivers? Receptions in, in, in total yards. Listen. Abby wants to sell everybody on the Ebony. I'm, I'm not selling it. I'm just saying. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not you, going. You don't want to read them, right? I'm not getting in the car. Y'all can go look it up. Y'all can go look it up. I'm not getting in the car. I'll take the next bus. I'm not getting it up. Y'all can go look it up. Anyway, as far as the Jaguar receivers, again, I don't believe any of them. You know, I mean, we, we've gone so long with the titles, we forgot to talk about the receivers. <laughs> but don't ignore Jamal Agnew because he did produce a lot last year before injury, and I have heard that he's came back healthy and he's looking pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a converted DB. Like, he started with the lines as a DB, but converted to a wide receiver. He's also a return man. I think that's actually what he kind of got his name in as far as being a return mm-hmm. guy. They brought in Christian Kirk. They gave Christian Kirk such a big contract that we cannot just ignore that Christian Kirk might be the guy to own there. And I wouldn't be surprised. Remember, Christian Kirk was a second-round pick out of Texas A&M. He has the draft capital. He was, he was supposed to be a big thing. He, he hasn't had that career quite yet, but he's had a little flashes. I wouldn't be surprised if Christian Kirk has a pretty good season. So he might be the guy that you actually should be targeting. And I think his ADP is pretty good right now. Um, it's decent. I, I, I wouldn't waste time with Zay Jones. Chenault, I kind of – I would keep Chenault in Dynasty. I'm not there yet with Redrack. I got to see it because he's just – this hype. It's like he always has hype, but he doesn't produce. Um, and who's the other wide receivers? Laquan Treadwell, you can get rid of him. He might not make the team. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know who else you said. But uh, Really, the only one that I would consider would be Christian Kirk. And he is going at a very reasonable price. And it's because, like, you hear us talking about it. Like, you know, we really don't know. But you got to start from somewhere, okay? And, again, you, you got – yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't even say put it in the category of take it with a grain of salt. Like, I think it is significant to look back at Doug Peterson's offense in the past and see, you know, kind of what their, you know, how their wide receivers has, have produced in their passing game. And traditionally, it's really only been usually one guy, and it's been their tight ends, and it's been their running backs and the running game. That's how, like, that, that's really what it's been previously. And I, you know, it, for me, that's where I'm going to start. You know, as far as I like spending draft capital. When I hear on these when teams. I hear when I hear people make those type of arguments, I start to wonder if it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing. Mm-hmm. Did, did the team do that because that was Peterson's system, or did the team do that because that's the type of personnel they had, and Peterson was utilizing the talent on the squad? Because that was way. Peterson's system. I mean, that, Peter, was, that, his was, his head, that was his pick. first head coaching job, so that we don't was know. His system. We don't know that was his system. I we do like know that, that the, the Eagles had two great tight ends on the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another reason you know. why I feel like they will be bringing in a running back at some point. Who the the, the Jaguars? Yeah, they don't need one. They got Snoop Connor. Anyway, okay. what's the next topic? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm just gonna throw out some names, cause for concern or not cause for concern, because they do not have a new contract. Let's talk about this for a second. Lamar Jackson, cause for concern. Let's just keep going. No cause for concern. None. No cause for concern for anyone. Not even a little bit. No. Spoiler alert, I'm going to say no for all of them, though. Really? The reason, I mean, you can say the names and I'll explain to you why. I don't even know the names, but I know Lamar, no, zero. No cause for concern. No. Name them. Name them. All right, Kyler. Zero for me. Oh, so you changed now. What, do I think he might get traded? No, remember you, you, you were kind of worried about the contract I was never, situation. I was never worried about – remember I always say even if he's traded, he's still going to be Kyler Murray. I'll still draft him. I was never concerned yeah. about drafting Kyler. I thought you were concerned I about I was always saying no. Okay. That's why, that's, and that's the point I was going to make. I'll let you say the names, mm-hmm. and I'll make my point after you say the names. 
But with Kyler, I was always saying, you know, he might not get that stay with the Cardinals. Remember, that's what I was mm. saying. Uh, but, but you still value him. But I would him still draft stay. him. Matter yeah. of fact, if his value dripped, I was uh, dropped. I would target him there because his he's he's going right to play now. Week One. Yeah, whether it's with the Cardinals or with whatever right, team, he's playing with the Cardinals. His, most his likely it's the Cardinals, like, but yeah. he's going to it's, like it's not going to be a situation where he's not playing. Yeah. So that, that, there's never a concern yeah. I had there. Hmm. All right, all right. DK Metcalf, no concern. But I already, None yeah, yeah. You mean with the contract? Yeah, a little concern. All right, all right. Let's talk about it. I mean, there's not much to talk about. It's just a little bit concerned. Number one, they don't have a quarterback. Right. Or a decent quarterback. Uh, I think Gino will be enough to kind of keep him maybe, you know, low. Wait, no, no. We're not talking about his value. We're talking about the contract. Are you concerned with his contract situation? Not his value. Concerned that, like, he will show up. Can I work my way there? (laughs) I mean, you're talking about Gino. Like, Gino ain't nothing to do with contract. The reason that I'm talking about Gino is because, like, if you don't have a true quarterback and if you're not contending, like, you may feel a little bit more comfortable holding out as opposed to, like, if you're a winning team. Okay, real quick. You got a, you got a, a veteran quarterback. You, yeah. you have a, you know, potential for the Super Bowl. You may not feel as comfortable. Chris, name the rest of your players real quick. How, how many right. more is there? Dalton Schultz to Debo. Okay. Most so, of these guys don't really have. The reason why I say I'm not concerned mm-hmm. because the most them, recent CBA, mm-hmm. they made mm-hmm. it where it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, for players to truly hold out. Yeah. All right. So all these players are going to be there. Once mandatory training camp starts, because it's going to be too expensive for them to hold out. Yeah, but the thing is, they like, literally created the CBA the thing, to to prevent that from happening. The, the, yeah, but, but they the can thing get around with, that. But look, the thing no, they, with DK, no, they can't. The thing with DK is he can hold out. He can let the organization know that hey. I'm not happy here. I'm holding out for a reason because I don't have a contract. And, and, and if you don't, if they don't sign him next year. When they do then offer him a contract, they could either lose him for but nothing. That's, but that's the point I'm making, though, that he can't hold out. He, he, like, I'm, not, financially, I'm not saying hold out. Hold I'm out. saying he can let them know that he is not happy and that if they don't sign him, that they may lose him for nothing. But he's already done that. He's already said he's not happy. Okay, exactly. Contract. So that's why I'm not as comfortable with him maybe coming back to Seattle. Okay? He can still not so hold you're not out. not comfortable with him coming back? Yes. Okay. Like, he, he'll mean, show up. But the idea, but, but for Seattle to just like either not sign him or not trade him and get some compensation for it does not make a lot of sense. I mean, they so can do that, that whole though. He's still under contract. They can do that, but like yeah. if you just play out your contract and you don't get anything for this great talent that you have, like you don't like they, that's, they that's can, not smart they can business. Franchise tag him. That's not smart. Can but you can only franchise tag for so long. Twice. Twice. Okay, and then and then what? They could work a contract up until that point. They, I mean, they got time. Mm-hmm. They, they got yeah. plenty of time. Um, you you burn you burn you burn bridges like that way. I mean, maybe. I mean, at the end of the day, okay. if they if they end up okay. finally giving them the contract, he's not gonna say, "Well, y'all made me mad. Screw y'all." I mean, look at Devontae Adams. You know, they kept franchising, mm-hmm. tagging him. I mean, Devontae Adams. Well, they they did kept franchising, and they offered him more money than Las Vegas, and he said, "I'm going to Las Vegas." Right, but what I'm saying is, so I mean, but, but, and they but, lost. But what know? I'm saying is, he they they kept franchising, so they were able to keep him, and then he got mad, and then he decided to dip. And but part of the reason he decided to dip also is, like he said. He was concerned Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he knew yeah. he had that that certainty with Aaron Rodgers, most likely he said he was going to stay. Mm. You know, so so he can be mad all he wants, but once they actually decide, to, okay, we'll finally guess what Seattle don't got Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> right, mm-hmm. uh, but, 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 but the point I'm making is they got plenty of time. They have three years to negotiate yeah. a contract with DK. Yeah, three years yeah. Of, of total control over DK. It's most likely that they'll get something done. But I'm just all saying, of these guys know. will get something done. Debo yeah. too. Debo, the, the reason Debo showed up. It's because he can't hold out. Yeah. Like, like he he <laughs> yep. got to be there. Like he he didn't practice. Yeah, Bear was out there, but he didn't practice. Yeah. So he was still to some extent but, holding but out. 
here's the reason why, like I say, like, is it cause for concern? Are you going to get the Debo that, like, you expect to get if he does not get a contract? I mean, yeah, if, like, he's okay, there, if these guys but, don't get a contract, yeah. it kind of goes back to the point we said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Then they now have to start playing to show other teams, but, like, hey. Your argument mm. with Deontay was that he's going to play to not get hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so what I'm saying. It, it can, goes it can, both it, ways. It, it can go both ways. It yeah. can go both ways. You know, and we'll see. So you know? if he's playing not to get hurt, then that means he's not necessarily trying to fight for them extra right. yards. I mean, yeah. we, we don't know. We don't know. But, and and but, I'm not running the ball like if I'm Debo. Hell either. no, I'm not running but the ball. Also, yeah. these he's are not paying me. Ain't no... Line me up at half, yeah. half, hell no. Right, right. But these, no, no. These are also competitors. Receivers. Yeah. But yeah. these are also competitors. Yes. If they go out there on the field, helmet on, jersey yeah. on, line up, they're not going to say, well, let me start jogging. That's a great equalizer. You know, they're not going to start, let me start jogging around and not catch the ball. That was my whole argument with Watson. Yeah. You force him to play because he's not going to go out there and just say, oh, you know, I'm not going to yeah. play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll get his head taken off. Like, like think back to all sports. Every mm-hmm. sport you could think of. Anybody that's had uh, an issue with their contract. Let's not include team. NBA in this. Other than James Harden. I mean, it's not just Harden. Harden. No, let's not include the whole okay. NBA John Wall. in this. Okay, let's John okay. Wall, you've seen John Wall <laughs> doing the Okay, He's still getting paid okay, let's focus, still okay, let's, let's focus on NFL. <laughs> you got us on John Wall. God let's focus damn. on NFL. Has, <laughs> has there been any player that you've seen go out there and be like, oh, he don't look like he's trying much? Maybe Randy Moss. But it wasn't a contract issue. Randy Moss just didn't have it. I mean, there are players who go out and just kind of like Antonio Brown is not, you know. I haven't seen it. Every time Antonio Brown's been on the field, he's went off. Because Antonio Brown has that much pride. He's like, I'm the best person in mm. the league. Mm. I'm going to show y'all. Even remember that, that one game he played with the Raiders? He did well. It was one preseason game, I believe. And he yeah. did okay. Yeah. The, the Buccaneers, same thing. I mean, but uh, Antonio Brown's a different type of bird, though. You yeah. know? Also so. can't have like any John Wall slander. He went to Kentucky. so. You know. Are you a Kentucky Man, fan? I'm, I'm UK all day. Man. No, <laughs> you, went to, you went to University of Kentucky. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Nah, yeah, okay. yeah. best of luck to John Wall. He was, he was, he yeah. was, he was very, uh, he was a good uh, Man, teammate boy, on the bench. That boy stealing money. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, that's the reason why I'm not concerned with any holdout because the, the CBA yeah. they they negotiated yeah. was meant to to reduce or eliminate that being an issue. Now the players are gonna are going to um, ex- or let the team know they're not happy with their contract situation, mm-hmm. you know, and they might try to stay away from the team as long as possible. But when it's time for the mandatory stuff to occur, yeah. because those fines, the team can't, can't, um, comp it or whatever you, the term is like, ignore it. Yeah. Like they have to be fined. Yeah. Like it's part of the CBA. So, um, that's why I'm not too concerned with any of this stuff. No. All right. All right, guys, listen. No, wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I bring up a topic I want to talk about? Good, good. I want to talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara. All right. Let's talk about it. Um, I think there's a chance now Alvin Kamara. If you've been on Twitter, if you've just been in the know, you've probably seen it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But there's a chance now Alvin Kamara might play the season, Mm -hmm. the whole season. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've kind of touched on it a little bit. And if that's true. No, no, no. That That was off the show we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's true, then Alvin Kamara is a a screaming value right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because remember uh, several weeks back when we were talking about Kamara, because I think I literally was asking you, are we certain that he's going to get that suspension? And I think we we kind of came out there. after the show, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we were kind of like, he is going to get the suspension. And then I said, I I felt like his ADP at that time Mm -hmm. was baking in that suspension in. in, You know, Mm -hmm. he was going back into the second at that time. Yeah, back in the second... Front end of the third, right? And, and then, you know, I was like, okay. And then I think um, 
we were talking about it. You were saying that, or somebody was saying that if he did get suspended, he might go later. And I was like, I don't know. I, I think where he's going now was people assuming that he is going to be suspended. And if he wasn't suspended, he would probably be going higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where we are now. If he if mm. he's not going to be suspended, I think he's going way, way, way too low. Mm. I mean, Ivan Kamara is a guy that we've seen. I mean, this guy scored six touchdowns in the game. Nobody else has done it. Yeah. Like, that's the type of talent he is. He's still going to be the focus yeah. focal point of his, the team's offense. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I know a lot of people are talking about his, like, reduced uh, efficiency from last year. But I think, you know, so much has changed. You know, number one, he was being used very differently. He was, like, mm-hmm. being used kind of as a traditional running back. So, by definition, his efficiency was going to change because he's no longer just a he pass catcher. Year, I think too. Yeah, he was also hurt coming off an injury, but he finished the year, you know, fairly strong. Uh, but to me, like, I see this overall offense with the weapons that they added, you know, and being able to commit to a Jameis. Granted that he's healthy, just rising and. Oh yeah, I, they lost Jameis too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I'm I'm you know like it's a small, small, small sample size. But Carmichael, like what he's done when he has been the play caller while you know Peyton has been out, you know you you should go back and like really like look at that in detail. Uh, very pass happy again, small sample size, but look and see what they've done over the off season. You know they assumed or were assuming that they would get Michael Thomas back. They still went out. And got Chris Olave with mm-hmm. draft picks that they acquired. I don't understand why they did what they did with that. Well, they, they, they did, did it though. These, these they did trades. it. Mm. They went out and got Jarvis Landry as well. You know, they committed to Jameis Winston. Okay, it's no longer like you know we're like Taysom Hill conservative. They committed to Jameis Winston and paid him as such. This is going to be a pass happy team, and I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing for Kamar because I see that as more efficiency for Kamar. I see that as an easier. Avenue for Kamara to, to, to obtain these because now you have to be worried about this. Remember when they used to have Cook and Michael Thomas? These were two legit, mm-hmm. you know, receiving options that you had to worry about. Uh, and then Kamara was still catching 80 passes a game. Like now we get back to those days where like teams can't necessarily zero in on Kamara. Uh, you know, you bring up that point about like him being a value. I mean, we talked about it. Like I was literally getting in drafts to see how late I can get Kamara like begging for one of those later round picks. And I do, I, like I got fortunate and I have a fourth round Kamar share yeah. for that very reason. Yeah. I don't you know, know if a lot of people listen to our show to where we're going to like change the market. Let's hope but, not. Let's yeah, hope. Let's keep, let's keep the viewership low. If he does not get <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, man. seriously. We got to, we got to, please like, like, rate, subscribe. If he doesn't get suspended, man, I yeah. think you're just stealing. Yeah, with his ADP at this moment, man. yeah, like like mm-hmm. literally just grand theft. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's still up in the air. I mean, it's still serious accusations. But if he can avoid a season, I mean, a suspension of full season, yeah, yeah. woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. So all right, guys, that's it. That's it for yeah. uh, this week. That's it. Yeah, that's that went it, by man. quick. Hey, it's a quick show. Hey, what was in that drink? <laughs> <laughs> Please like, (laughs) rate, subscribe.